American Family Radio. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. This is the nation's number one program for those who are caring for an impaired loved one, somebody who is dealing with aging issues, disease, affliction, addiction, whatever the impairment, there's always a caregiver, and we're glad to have you with us. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You know why that is in scripture? Because we lean on our own understanding. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, we'll take your calls. We'll take, uh, and, and we've got a specific thing we're going to deal with, but as always, I want to extend to you the freedom that if you got something that is pressing on your heart, we'll bring our conversation to a halt and deal with whatever you're dealing with as a family caregiver. If you're not a caregiver, that's okay. You're going to get something out of this show, but this show is specifically designed for the family caregiver. We want to give that vocabulary so caregivers can understand what help looks like to them and hopefully infuse them with the courage to be able to ask for that help and receive that help. And if you're not a caregiver, we want to give you the vocabulary of what it looks like to help a caregiver and, and, how uh, how we can communicate with those who are caring for loved ones sometimes in the absence of you know knowing what to say when we when we just don't have the words we'll often say something glib or uh, won't say anything at all to people who are suffering and i think that there's a better way for us to be able to encourage people strengthen people minister to people and care for them. If you want to be a part of the show, by the way, it's 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And I'm going to go to the caregiver keyboard and start off with our, our opening hymn this morning that I wanted to talk about. I'm just going to play the chorus. This is almost too easy, but I'm just going to play the chorus. It was um, This is a hymn that you may know, and if you do, feel free to give us a call. 888-589-8840 but here's a chorus Do you know that hymn I love that hymn. That is a, that's a wonderful hymn written by a Methodist minister. When life impacts you, when you are pressured, what comes out of your mouth? That, he, that he's ever written. And so we are uh, going to talk about that and what that message means today. And if you want to be a part of this, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And we're glad to have you with us on this. Hey, it's been a kind of a interesting couple of weeks. Last week, of course, was Labor Day. 
But this um, uh, two weeks ago, Sunday night, my wife had a an event. Um, she was coming into the house, and she, her prosthetic foot caught a mat. She went in, actually was going in a doorway that she doesn't normally go in, and but she was I parked right there by it. I went and took her purse into the house. I turned my back around for just a moment, and she had caught that mat, which I am now taking to the dump and disposing of it and sending it into outer darkness. And she didn't know it, and her prosthetic left foot, the toe was underneath that, and she didn't know it, and she was moving her right foot, and it was pinned, and she put her right foot down and evidently pinned it under the mat, and she twisted and lost her balance and fell, and, and as her body twisted, her prosthetic leg did not, and and she broke her femur, a uh, pretty, pretty nasty break, a spiral break. Got her, uh, and it was just it was just one of those things. It, it was a, a very very traumatic event, and um, got the paramedics here. We live way up in the mountains, so it was a little bit of a, um, a a grind for her to have to hang tough until they got here. And uh, they took her down there, X-rayed her, and recognized that it's um, you know it was it was significant. And this is a little community hospital, so they airlifted her to uh, Billings, Montana, where she can, where she is still there, and, and she was able to get surgery uh, to fix this thing. And uh, it was um, one of those moments where, I, where the hymn today really comes into play. And, and you, you look at this, you think, how much more has this woman got to go through in her life? And, and as she went into surgery, you know, I watched them wheel her down there, and it was that I could first surgery you know and that's it's just too much isn't it it's just too much and and she did well the surgery went well they've done a good job at, at caring for her and uh, giving all the complications and this is the first time she was with this team um, most of her surgeries in fact all of her surgeries have been in Nashville when we live there and, and uh, but this is the first time with this new group of individuals and they did a great job um, caring for her post-operatively is always a challenge, and they've done a great job. So it's it's one of those things where you you look at this and you think, okay, I've done this before, and how much should I uh, push on this to try to bring everybody up to speed as a caregiver? You know, I, I, I want to make sure they have all the patient history, but I don't want to be. I've done this before, and I freely admit it. Um, and I'm not happy about it, but I, I cringe at things where I have unduly influenced people who are providing care to Gracie because I'm, I'm, you know, I have such a longevity with her and, and I know her stuff and I can communicate it pretty well. I've been called Dr. Rosenberger many times. I tell them I'm board certified in cranial proctology and they don't quite pay attention to that, but that's okay. It's funny to me. And and I, I am, you know, so I try to be very careful to not overstep and to let it play out how it needs to, but not let her just be kind of struggling along. 
and make sure they had all the information. And so it's been a journey uh, this week. This is her first major surgery in some time. Um, so it's been a little bit of a journey and, and for both of us. And she's done well. And uh, and there have been a lot of folks that are praying at the AFR family and, and around the country. And I do appreciate that very much. Her spirits are pretty good. It, it, it was traumatic, and it certainly is inconvenient for her. Um, that's the bad news. If there's any good news to this is that it's not life-altering for her in the sense that she will recover and she will be able to resume uh, her normal life uh, once this heals. And then we look forward to hopefully getting her rested up to being able to go to um, Denver for this big back surgery that she in the not-too-distant future. So it's, uh, that's, that is going to be life-changing. This is what's been going on with us. And it's been, needless to say, challenging. <laughs> but this hymn comes into play and the text of this. And so I thought we'd start off with this one today is to, you know, to kind of give ourselves that orientation as caregivers. Okay, what, how do we navigate through these things? How do we, how do we walk through this? And I think this hymn speaks to, to, to us today on that very topic. Hope for the Caregiver, hopeforthecaregiver.com, 888-589-8840. We'll be right back. Dan Celia of Financial Issues. Would you make one of the most important phone calls that you can make? As far as your economic, your financial stewardship, I believe that permanent income is incredibly important to us, especially when you're retired. Listen, one thing we know for certain, the consumption of goods and your cost are never going to change. Make sure that you protect your income. Social Security, you will likely have maybe a pension. Add to permanent income with a charitable gift annuity and do the Lord's work. There's no better organization to do it with than the AFA Foundation and no better time in our economy than right now. Call and speak with a representative of the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. A Moment of Truth with Gary Bryden of the Association of Independent Methodists. We don't have a skin problem, we have a sin problem. God says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He also says, There is none righteous, no, not one. Those three-letter and two-letter words leave none of us out. Whether we be the poorest and most obscure person on earth or the president of the world's most powerful country, we stand equal before him with our guilt and sin. But God has a remedy. In Romans 5:8, he says, But God showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we let God correct our sin problem, we see that we don't have a skin problem. The Association of Independent Methodists, like-minded congregations doing together what can't be done separately. Visit aim2020.com. There's a treasure at the end of this narrow road I'm traveling, and it gives me 
Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, and we are glad that you're with us. 888-589-8840. 888-589-88. You know our hymn for today. Uh, if you know the, uh, the I just played the chorus. Um, this is a... Uh, If you know that hymn, and I just wanted to stay on the course, even though the verses are great. Um, I'll give you the first verse. Come every soul by sin oppressed. There's mercy with the Lord, and he will surely give you rest by trusting in his word. But it's the chorus that I want you to hang on to, to through today of, of when we get in these situations where we, we really don't know which way to go. And I want to circle back to what I've been dealing with this last two weeks with this thing with Gracie and her, and her fall and, and this broken leg of hers. And, you know, when a double amputee breaks a, a leg, and I was, you know, it's always a lot easier for her if she breaks the lower part of her leg as opposed to the <laughs> the part where she still has bone. Uh, the prosthesis are easy to put back together. We can, you know, use hammer and pair of pliers. But when you have a big break like she's had, it becomes very challenging uh, for her on a lot of levels. I mean, you know, she can't just, um, you can't just kind of use her crutches and and kind of get back on with your life with a cast and that kind of thing. I mean, you know, she has two prosthetic legs, and so it's a little bit more challenging to transfer and, and everything else that's involved. So, um, but as I've, I've walked through this, and I want to circle back to what we, we talked about with the opening block. A reporter once asked me, I was. They, they interviewed me for their show, and they said, um, what is the hardest thing you've faced as a caregiver? The hardest thing you've ever faced as a caregiver. Now, you think about those of you who know the show and know me and know Gracie's story. I mean, this has been going on now for a long, long time. I mean, Reagan was president when I started taking care of her. And, um, you know, you look at 81 surgeries. You look at uh, well over 100 doctors in 13 or 14 hospitals now, and, and Millions upon millions of dollars and different insurance companies, like seven of them. And a woman who lives with intractable pain on, on, on many days. Uh, she's always living with pain, but sometimes it gets to the point where she can't get out of it. I mean, she can't even get some relief to be, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult when you have a, a chronic pain person in your life like that. It, 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 you don't know what to do sometimes. And so they asked me, you know, what is the hardest thing for you as a caregiver? And I responded instantaneously because it is always in my mind, is ever present in my mind of, of what is mine and what is not mine to carry. You know, and, and I, I, I blur that line way too many times. And I, and I think that I look at people out there who do radio programs and TV programs for various topics and so forth. And, you know, if they got money issues that they deal with or, or whatever, you know, they deal with, it's like they've, they've, that, that chapter in their life where it was 
difficult for them is over. They've become very successful, and now they want to teach everybody else how to do it. Well, this chapter for me as a caregiver is not over. <laughs> this is this 35-year journey of mine continues. And and so I'm I'm in the throes of it, just like everyone here listening to this program. And I struggle with the same things that everybody else struggles with. They they are consistent with with every caregiver. And one of those things that I struggle with mightily, and I think that I've, from what I've talked to a lot of my fellow caregivers, feel the same way, is that we we don't know where to land. What is what is mine? How much should I push? How much should I lay back? Where where where's solid ground in this? And and I found myself again in this same position as I looked at, you know, another or several others in a long line of mass uh, medical providers standing there before we go into surgery and in the ER and everything else, uh, you know, and, and sometimes and not just the mask as a COVID, just because that's where we are. And I'm thinking, OK, what is too much? What is not enough? What is, you know, when am I hovering and becoming a, a pain in the rear? When am I uh, not pushing enough? You know, and, and, and all the kind of things that go into being a caregiver. Uh, and, and with Gracie, you know, when am I doing too much where I'm, I'm not there enough or I'm there too much? Or, you know, I, there, there's all that confusion that goes on with you. And it's very, very difficult to know where solid ground is. And I think this is where you go back to Scripture. That's why I started off with Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And I think too many times as a caregiver, I've leaned on my own understanding, and it's gotten me into a lot of cringeworthy and very, very regretful situations because it made sense to me at the time. And sometimes I have to lay back and let the process play out. And trust that God is working through these medical providers and and nurses and everyone else involved that they're going to see this with fresh eyes that maybe in ways that I don't. There's a new thing now that goes on in the way healthcare is managed in a lot of bigger hospitals, and it's care by committee I call it. Um, and you've got care teams that come in, and that sounds really great until you try to figure out who's in charge. And you want to have that dialogue with whoever's in charge. So it's there. There are a lot of things that go on in treating our loved ones that can be very unsettling to us as caregivers. And when we get unsettled, I don't know about you, but let me just say, when I get unsettled, I try to lock it down and try to get out in front of this thing and, and make sure everybody is stepping up to their mark. That's exhausting, by the way. You ever try that? You ever try to manage a whole lot of people when it's not even your job to do it and you're not getting paid to do it? It's exhausting. So I I struggled for these last couple of weeks with this. It, it brings back a lot of um, a lot of memories. I mean, I, I sit in a hospital room and the sights and the smells and you know, everything else that when you walk into a hospital, you know, it just, it's, you know, there's so many of these things that I have in my, my history with Gracie. 
And I thought, am I going to just be still and know that he is God? Am I going to do as this hymn says that we play today, which I'm not going to give away the title. Am I going to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding? And if so, what does that look like? And one of the things it looked like was when I was talking to the surgeon and the anesthesiologist, particularly the anesthesiologist, uh, pre-op, I did not use the word need or should or anything of that, that nature. It's very helpful. I have a lot of information about Gracie. It would be very helpful to these doctors. But what I used very carefully was my own vocabulary of, of speaking in first person. And I would say, in my experience with her, this is what I witnessed. This might be helpful to you as you make determinations. In my experience, when I was with her, this is what happened. And I saw this, and this is something that might be helpful to you as you, you know, whatever. And and I was very, very guarded in that. And I, I don't like playing verbal gymnastics, but I've noticed it as a character. I can come on extremely strong if I am doing this out of a sense of panic or um, whatever, fear. You know, go back to what every caregiver deals with, fear, obligation, and guilt. And when when I don't share information that is helpful in a way that they can digest and then turn it into whatever decisions they need to do, then sometimes bad things really happen with Gracie. I know I'm, I've been there to clean it up. But when I do share things, I want to be sure to share them in a way that is not overpowering, that they just dismiss me, um, or that I get up in their business. And, and it's a very fine line to walk. You ever struggled with that in, in caring for your loved one? Where you, how much is too much to share? And how do you share this? And and so I just I don't know I'm just kind of rambling about that a little bit but it it's been a, an illuminating week for me to once again find myself in this position um, I was hoping that Gracie would you know not have any more events like this but you know, such is the case and and so I, I go back to what this hymn says and I'm not going to give it away you're going to have to call me and tell me. That's the, that's the message for us as caregivers. Is he sovereign or not? Is he Lord or not? Does my wife have a Savior or not? Am I that Savior? Not. <laughs> I can answer that one. So once you, once you understand where the core question is, then you don't get pulled into the weeds of the craziness of, you know, oh, my goodness, what do I got to do here? What, what about this? What about this? What about this? The core question is, Gracie has a Savior. I'm not that Savior. I have responsibilities in this. I have, I'm have. i the repository of her medical chart. I'm the sole repository of that. Um, when she's not able to communicate, and even if she was able to communicate at times, there are things that she doesn't remember because she was unconscious. There people without it becoming... Um, overbearing or I get up in their business or trying to act like I'm a doctor. 
And so that's, that's been my journey this, uh, <laughs> this last couple of weeks. And we're going to take your calls when we come back. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Hope for the caregiver. We'll be right back. This week on Truth For Life, we begin a new series in the book of James titled Faith That Works. This New Testament letter is filled with practical wisdom for daily living, and it challenges us to behave like believers. Listen Monday through Friday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life, weekday mornings at 1130 Central on AFR and online at AFR.net. Were you alive? The day John F. Kennedy was assassinated, it's a day you'll never forget. Most of us were alive 20 years ago, the date of 9-11. I'm Charles Morris, inviting you to join me all week on Haven Today for a series as we remember 9-11, 20 years later. Haven Today, weekday mornings at 4.30 Central on American Family Radio. Listen online at AFR.net. I feel so hopeless. hopeless. Is there any hope? I, I just feel like there's no hope at all. Is there any hope? Get hope. Get hope. Several years ago, I met Pat Morley, the author of The Man in the Mirror. That's TWR president, Lauren Libby. Now, he made a statement to the effect that life demands more than we have to give it. And I caught myself agreeing with him. But how do I respond? The Bible says, praise the Lord, for it's good to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious and a song of praise is good. Praising God has a healthy therapeutic effect on our souls. It enables Him to heal broken hearts and restore personal hope. When was the last time you took some time to say thank you and praise Jesus for who He is and what He's done for us? Spiritual transformation starts with praise and that leads to hope. Need more hope? We have resources waiting for you, including a free devotional. You'll find them at GetHopeRadio.com. That's GetHopeRadio.com. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberg, and this is the show for you as a family caregiver, and we're glad that you're with us. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We're going to go to the phone lines. Hey, by the way, somebody's going to get the song probably before other people waiting to tell me what the song is, but that's okay. Tell me why this song is meaningful to you. Tell me what this means to you, and we're going to talk about that because the point is not just to guess the name of the song. The point is to talk about why is it important to us. But first, let's go to Wynette in Texas. Good morning, Wynette. How are you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful this morning. How are you? You know, for a a man of my limited abilities and age, I think I'm doing okay. (laughs) I've got some age on me, too. I've got the big 7-3 coming up next month. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think the song you're playing, I can't think of the name of it, but the words, I think, go, only trust him, only trust him, 
and that the last it goes, he will save you now. He well, that's it. Only trust him. That's it. Him. Only trust him. I love that. It's very song. simple. It's beautiful. I love all it's the a very, songs you play. I really do. Well, beautiful. Well, I, 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 I'm glad to hear that because <laughs> these songs mean something to us. And, and I think that when we get into situations where it is so nuts, and I'm sitting there, in this, in my case, two weeks ago, I'm on the ground holding my wife as she is just in agony, just screaming in pain. And I'm, you know, you can't think of the last sermon you necessarily heard. Sometimes all you can think of is these hymns. Absolutely. Only trust. I agree. Only trust. I agree. And. And that's it. it. There's too much information hitting your brain, and so you have to anchor yourself in some kind of reality. And these hymns just have this way of doing it. And so that's why I do this for for you and my fellow caregivers. Now, tell me, tell me who you cared for, or caring for. I cared for uh, my mom. <clears throat> she just passed away, April twenty seventh. Hmm. I was telling your uh, the answer on the phone. If she had lived to be the, if she had made it till August twenty nine. She would have been a hundred years old. She almost made it. Well, yeah. well, she has made it. She has made it. Oh, yeah, How about I that? I told her Jesus is the best caregiver there is. So well, we know that he, that he's taking care of her now. The the last part of her life, she really didn't know me. She didn't know my sister. She didn't know my daughter that would come. But she still knew Jesus. She never, never failed to remember Jesus. So to me, that's just, that's amazing right there. Just like you say, the songs come to mind when nothing else might come. But but you can remember that, and that's what she did. So You know, and I, I saw that with my, with my um, uncle, who recently passed away, my mother's brother. And uh, mom had sent over a, a video, of, and, and he didn't know most of what was going on, but uh, off camera, somebody was playing on the guitar, Amazing Grace, and he was singing along with it. They and it's, it is truly them. astonishing, the power of, these mu- of this music and, and these simple things that, that they get into our soul, and even disease can't, can't erase them. It, it cannot conquer it, that's for sure. Not when you have that in your heart. It's just amazing. There is a song I'd like to request sometime if you're... Uh, Certainly. Not busy. I didn't mean to say if you're not busy, but it's, um, <laughs> there's a song that hardly anybody sings, and it, to me, it's very beautiful. And I don't even know the name of it, but it starts with the starts with a chorus called "No one ever cared for me like Jesus." I don't. Oh, know I love that. No one, no, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. Yes, something like that. Yes, that's I it. love, I that, love that song. It's just beautiful. Um, we will, that seems uh, like the original caregiver song to me. You know, it's, a, it's <laughs> it wonderful. Very, very, uh, that may be indeed what it is. Let's see. Uh, seems like it was written just for that purpose. <laughs> um. That's it. Oh, yes, that's glorious. That's beautiful. Yes. You already know it. I'm well, I'm cheating. I'm looking at I'm looking at the hymnal. Oh, that's okay. You still know how to read the music. That's great. That's it. Yes. I don't oh, even know how the verse goes, but it's 
It is um, fabulous. It really the, is. The verses of... I got to get my glasses out because I think I missed a I think I missed a chord on that. So I got to get my glasses out on that one. I don't think you missed anything. It, but um, it wouldn't. Have but changed, the, no so. one. That's a beautiful song, Wynette. And uh, uh, I thank you for reminding us of that because I think that that is the caregiver song. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. And when we sing this hymn, only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust Him. Now He will save you. He will save you. He will save you. Now when I wrote my book, Hope for the Caregiver. I put a dedication at the front to Solus Christus. Solus Christus, one of the five pillars of the Reformation, one of the solas, the solas. And um, it says to Solus Christus, to Christ alone, the ultimate caregiver of a wounded bride. And so I, I look at, I take great comfort of that, knowing that as I take care of my bride with wounds, he takes care of his bride, and that's us, uh, his wounded bride. And so... Uh, these are things that are very meaningful to me as I as I walk through this with Gracie and hang on to it. And um, I thank you for, for reminding me of that great hymn this morning, Wynette. I do appreciate that very much. And thanks I for calling. I appreciate your ministry. My sister listens to it, too. She and I both cared for our mother before she passed away. And uh, I w- when I was born, I had a big hole in the middle of my heart about the size of a dime, which sounds tiny, but to a little... A little no. thing, it's a big hole. <laughs> and she cared for me all those years, her and my dad, and I was blessed that I God put me right where I needed to be with people that could take care of me, you know. They couldn't get insurance on a little sick, sick, scrawny baby, so it was up to them to come up with funds to get my surgery and everything. So my mom was real special to me, and I miss her, but I, I wouldn't bring her back. Because she didn't have to go to a nursing home, my sister and I were able to take care of her at home. That was important to all of us, so I praise God for that. And I thank you and Gracie for your ministry. Well, thank you very, very much, Wynette. This this is a very meaningful call. And now when I play this song, uh, then I'm going to think of you and I'm going to think of your family with this, because this is a beautiful song, and thank you for attaching your name to that memory for me every time I play it. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate that. And I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go to uh, Ann in Mississippi. Ann, good morning. How are you feeling, Ann? I'm feeling a lot better since I talked to a you. A lot be- uh, <laughs> Since I talked to you, probably I don't know a year and a half ago. Maybe I was going through a lot of grief after losing my husband and going dealing with guilt and. All that sort of thing, and you really helped me when I called in that day. So I'm, I'm, I'm very moved again. to hear that. Uh, refresh me on what's going on with your husband. Well, uh, he had Parkinson's and uh, later on dementia, and he was at home with with me, you know, for several years. But then it just kind of progressed, and I started. Um, I'll just be transparent, just having trouble dealing, handling him, and, 
you know, I was snappy and just ill and not very patient, and my daughters would see that, and it it would hurt them, and and it would hurt him. And I emailed you later about it. Um, I do remember. You do and, remember, and you, you know, and I think, and first off, I, I understand that you are being transparent with that, and you're doing it. But 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 what you're sharing is is common to all of us as caregivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is not something that is that is uh, that you are the sole guilty party of doing. <laughs> You know, Um, and 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 you are a human being and you will make mistakes on this thing. Mm -hmm. And you did. And and the the question is, can we make amends for them? Can we get back into this? Can we can we, uh, you know, change through this process? And and everything in Scripture tells me that we can and we are Mm -hmm. and we do. And 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 so the the bad news is we're going to we're going to mess this up. The good mm-hmm. news is he doesn't. And that's right. And that that is the good news and so that's where we go always go back and that's why I spend so much time on this with on this program is to help folks understand where the real battle is fought. The real battle is not fought in taking care of somebody with dementia or mm-hmm. any other affliction. The real battle is fought with ourselves. Because yeah, exactly. we and like I said at the opening blocks, uh, you know, I struggle with knowing where my place was with these docs and everything else with this thing with Gracie and, and all these things. And, and the battle was not of how to call nine one one and how to get her to there and, and how to give medical information, all that kind of stuff. That's not, that's not hard for me, but what's very hard is knowing my place in this um, and, and how to hang on to Christ in this. When you're, when you've got a loved one that is just screaming in pain, mm. how do you, how do you stay focused? And mm-hmm. and when your husband was going through all the things he was going through, it's it's hard. You 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 don't know where solid ground is. Mm-hmm. And did you ever feel that way that you were just you were just floundering and drowning? Oh yes, I did. I did. <laughs> and he eventually and, wound up going into assisted living, and uh, m- my girls arranged that, and uh, I felt guilty about that. You know, you're, you know when you take your vows. For better, for worse, through sickness and health, and here I am. You know, I felt sort of like I was deserting him, even though I went over there several times a week and and took care of all the things he needed. You still struggle with guilt. You know, guilt is is one of the biggest issues that we as caregivers deal with, and it's not guilt over great sins that get great press. <laughs> you know, it's guilt over. Am I going to the nursing home enough? Am I, am I guilt over? Did I should I have put them there in the first place? Those kinds of things. And if you don't mind, Grace, I'd like for you to hold on through the break. I'd like to continue this conversation just a little bit longer. I mean, not Grace, uh, Anne. Um, I'd like for you to just hang on with me if you don't mind. Uh, would that be okay? I will. All right, thank you. We got to go to a break. We'll be right back. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. Only trust him. Hey, this is Peter Rosenberger. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? I've had that privilege many times through our organization, Standing with Hope. When my wife, Gracie, gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had, 
as a teenager, and she tried to save him for years, and it, it just wouldn't work out. And finally, she relinquished him and thought, "Wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that?" And then she had this vision for using prosthetic limbs as a means of sharing the gospel, to put legs on her fellow amputees. And that's what we've been doing now since 2005 with Standing With Hope. We work in the West African country of Ghana, and you can be a part of that through supplies, through supporting team members, through supporting the work that we're doing over there. You could designate a limb. There's all kinds of ways that you could be a part of giving the gift that keeps on walking at standingwithhope.com. Would you take a moment to go out to standingwithhope.com and see how you can give they go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at standingwithhope.com. I'm William Owens, America's poet. Being amazed, breathless amazement happens when I have a glimpse of God within my space of time called life. How often do we always try to find ways to be amazed? From the movies, to entertainment, to taking vacations, to developing relationships that sometimes prove to be destructive because they're surface. God wants us to know something, that us being amazed is not by chance. We can only be amazed by our Creator who made us for wonder. He knows our deepest desire. He knows why He made us, and He has a purpose for our existence. As we draw near Him, He will truly amaze us into such a way it will take our breath away. This was a poetic expression of hope, love, and forgiveness from America's poet, William Owens. For the entire poem, his on-demand poetry concert, and more, please visit americaspoet.com. Back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, and he does know the plans that he has for you. We're talking with Anne in Mississippi. We're talking about the guilt she struggled with taking care of her husband with Parkinson's and later with dementia. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I put this hymn into play today of, of only trust him. And the, the, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path, your paths. And then listen to this verse, uh, for Jesus shed his precious blood, rich blessings to bestow, plunged now into the crimson flood that washes white as snow. Only trust him, only trust him, only trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. And then the third verse Yes, Jesus is the truth, the way that leads you into rest. Believe in him without delay and you are fully blessed. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him now. Uh, He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. This is a powerful song for us as fellow caregivers to hang on to this text when it gets gnarly, when you are... Uh, like Anne was saying that she was, you know, she felt guilty for even just saying it uh, of her journey. But we're all there. We're all there. The difference between Anne and the rest of us is that Anne's got the courage to come forth and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've struggled with. And this is, you know, I, I, I don't like what I saw in myself, but it is what it is. Is that a fair representation, Anne? 
Did I lose him? Delivered me finally. No, the, you just go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I lost you there for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can you hear me? I can now. There you go. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. No, the like God just finally gave me sweet relief at three o'clock in the morning, waking up and just wailing. I mean, people way out in the street could have heard me if if they were. <laughs> You know, I mean, just crying out to God, and He just, He just healed my wounded, broken spirit, and 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 I just cried out to Him like like these words, in deep contrition. Heal my wounded, broken spirit, and then He's He was the spring of all my comfort, and He was more than life to me. And who? On earth do I have beside thee, and who in heaven beside thee? I mean, he just, he just finally just, I finally just came to terms with it, and just, we, I had a God experience is all I can say, and he just, he just delivered me, because I was in such a deep, dark depression, I was almost, I wouldn't even say the word, but the S word, (laughs) and uh, my, my girls were worried about me, and it just, but finally, finally, I, I had a breakthrough with the Lord, and He just, He just provided that sweet, sweet, sweet relief. He forgave. It, it's me. hard. It is hard for people who haven't done this for any length of time to understand that level of despair that you got to. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. It is very difficult because some people do this for, you know, six months to a year or so, and and they. It's um, and they, you know, they've called into the show. Oh, this is just such a blessing to be able to do this. And that's great. I'm so grateful that they're having that experience. Yes, (laughs) but it wasn't this over. (laughs) Well, but for for those of us who deal with this for a lengthy period of time, when it just is relentless struggle, Mm -hmm. um, that despair is is lurking around almost every corner mm-hmm. and and if we don't fortify ourselves to deal with that we'll go under it doesn't matter how much we know about medicine or this or that or whatever we'll go under and i've been there with you i i get it and it is painful it is real and mm-hmm. um and and there's no way on this show that i will ever minimize the heartache that goes on in a caregiver's heart. That's the mm-hmm. whole purpose of the program is to address that so that you and me and others who are in those places can see a path out of that to solid ground. And it starts yes. with very simple things of, of only trust him, only trust him. But what does that look like? And what does that look like when, when you're having to take your husband to a nursing home? What does that look like when you're on holding your wife screaming in pain over a broken uh, on top of everything else. And and that's what I wanted to flesh out a little bit to realize, okay, this this is very painful. This is very broken. This is very, very difficult. But there was a there was a line they you in this, this new series out that everybody's talking about, the chosen. And um, yeah. have you watched have you watched any of that? Oh yes, I watched the whole first season. Oh, Gracie, I, I just we just weep through every episode. 
Oh, it's so and real. It's like the people it, are down it is. to earth. They're, you know, it's just like they're us. You know, it's not you it, think it, of biblical it, people differently, but you see that movie and they're just real people. Yeah, they've got it right on this one. And there's a scene where the guy playing Jesus who does such a great job. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the guy that had broken his leg. Um, I won't give away the story with it, but it's it's a very powerful scene. And and Jesus com- communicates that he represents a kingdom where all of this is gone. There's no more sorrow and, and broken things and, and and sickness and affliction and all this kind of stuff. He said, but in this kingdom where we are here, bones still break, hearts still break. That's right. And, and, and we are ministering to each other in this brokenness, knowing that he is redeeming this. But, but he starts with the redemptions of our, redemption of our soul. And as he is redeeming all these other things, we trust him. As your heart was, was ushered into the healing through Christ, he gave you the strength to trust him with your husband who was in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. As God has has worked His redemption in my my soul, it gives me the wherewithal to trust Him as I watch Gracie struggle with all these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point we have as believers, and that's the point of this show is to let's let's go with the core issue, which is our yeah. broken spirits, mm-hmm. and then work outward from that to be able to stay calm and to minister appropriately in these other things but we can't do it if we're if we're if we're if it says in, in in Proverbs 3 5 through 6 if we're leaning on our own understanding we can't do this now, and I think you I have was guilty of that a lot <laughs> well i know i was and still am and <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know and that's and but that's what we do Anne, is that we 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 reinforce this with each other you call me and reinforce this I, I I sit down with you and we got a cup of coffee this morning and, and we reinforce this so that when we are faced with these things and there, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people are listening to this show right now, but, but I know that those who are listening are united in the fact that they're having to look at painful things. And so yeah. you're reinforcing to these thousands upon thousands of people that here's the path to safety. Mm-hmm. And that's a great gift that you're giving to folks, Anne, today. It really is. It's a tremendous testimony. And they and, and Scripture says in Revelation, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Your oh, experience. This is your experience. You, Lord, you've done this. <laughs> well, if, 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 which one of us would have? I know it. You know, and so I want you to know how much of an encouragement you've been um to to all of us today um and i and i know that you're you're going to still go back and second guess yourself with this that's just oh, human yeah. nature we're going to do yeah. it but but in this, those moments yeah i should have would have could have and um but in those moments i'm asking that you remember this hymn today only trust him only trust him and now. and I was I've been reading some stuff with C.S. Lewis lately. I'm trying to stuff a little bit, and um, but one of the things that he posits in this, and I believe this, is that redemption works backwards. That God's uh, what, the way He does it, and even the things 
that were so horrific that 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 set us on certain paths he redeems all of this mm-hmm. and that's that's the kind of the point of that passage in scripture says he'll wipe away all our tears mm-hmm. and you know joseph looked at his brothers he said what you meant for evil god meant for good and that's so right. when we look at these things that are painful in our life and they are they are really painful mm-hmm. that he in time will show us that he's redeeming even this and and we'll see his hand of mercy we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see this in ways that we wouldn't see it any other way it doesn't mean we like it it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt but it does mean that that we're we're anchored in the eternal because of our relationship with Christ so that we live in the moment but we're we have the perspective of eternity, and that gives meaning to the moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say that one more time again. I'd love to say that I came up my mind came, told me this. We oh, live God, in this moment. We live in this moment, but we have the perspective of eternity, which gives meaning to the moment, knowing that he who began a good work in us is faithful to complete it to the day of Christ Jesus. And we got to go. We're up against the clock. I just want you to know what a blessing you've been to me personally today, and I thank you for that. I really do. And um, okay. you call. Don't don't wait another year and a half to call. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. You call anytime you want, and and thank you very much for sharing your heart with us today. We got to go. There's more at hopeforthecaregiver.com. By the way, if you go out there, you'll hear a special song today that I wrote right after 9/11 that Gracie's singing. I think you'll be very moved by it. It's called We Will Stand, and it's out there at our site, hopeforthecaregiver.com. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. Faith.